Hey friends, welcome to Vinyl on Chrome. I'm your host, Dylan Stone. Time once again to let's slip the dogs of radio as we get prepared to do another show. <laughs> Vinyl on Chrome is brought to you by Alan Marshall and Associates. You can find them online at wecanhelp.ca or give them a call at 1-888-371-8900. So Billy Joel performed this next song at the Grammy Awards ceremony in 1994, where he was up for Record of the Year. By the way, it lost to Whitney Houston's I Will Always Love You. But Joel, backed by a large gospel choir on set, designated to look like a church, used a false ending about two and a half minutes into the song as an opportunity to make a point. Instead of waiting a beat and continuing the song, he stopped cold, looked at his watch and said, valuable advertising time goes by, dollars. Joel later said that it was protesting because producers cut off Frank Sinatra's acceptance speech earlier in the telecast when Sinatra was given a legend award. Right now, here's Billy Joel. This is called River of Dreams. Final on Chrome.
be hard enough to stay ahead of the bills when things are going well, but unexpected events and costs can quickly change your situation. The bills just pile up, and it's hard to see clearly. Allen Marshall and Associates are regulated by the federal government and can work with you and your creditors to make things manageable. There is no cost for a consultation, and you may feel much better simply knowing your options. Every situation is different. Contact us today at wecanhelp.ca. So is it a squirrel? No, it looks like a rat. And the splat of an imprint on a Chicago sidewalk is getting lots of attention as people come take a look. The Roscoe Village rat hole has emerged as the latest strange phenomenon to capture Chicago's attention. Since going viral on social media, the rat hole has been honored with a shrine and now has a Wikipedia page. But it didn't stop there. People build a community around the rat hole. Some groups have congregated and started drinking and partying together at the site. One couple got engaged in front of it. Another held a gay wedding there, complete with balloon arch and everything. So the song Endless Love was written by Lionel Richie and recorded as a duet between Richie and Diana Ross. But did you know it was also covered by Luther Vandross and Mariah Carey? 
The song became Luther Vandross's highest charting pop hit ever and gave Lionel Richie his first top 10 single as a songwriter in seven years. It remained in the top 40 for 13 weeks and was ranked number 56th on the year-end chart in 1994. Here's Luther Vandross and Mariah Carey. This is called Endless Love. Final on Chrome. Step on me And I 
So Switzerland's most successful hard rock band, Crocus, enjoyed international popularity in the 1980s and onward for their aggressive, straightforward variety of European metal. The group found success both at home and abroad in the early 80s with platinum-selling albums Metal Rendezvous, Headhunter, and The Blitz, and became known for penning fist-pumping originals like Screaming in the Night and Midnight Maniac, as well as taking on choice covers like American Woman and Ballroom Blitz. Despite enduring death, illness, lineup changes, and the rise of grunge, the band soldiered on well into the next century with albums that continued to top the charts in their Swiss homeland. Crocus officially ceased operations in 2021 after a worldwide farewell tour. Right now, here is Crocus. This is called Midnight Maniac. Final on Chrome.
You're listening to Vinyl on Chrome. I'm Dylan Stone. So engagement ring shopping can be stressful, but a couple had one handed to them on a platter, literally, when they found a pearl inside a clam at a raw bar. They turned it into an engagement ring. Sandy Sikorsky and Ken Steinkamp were visiting a local restaurant and they ordered quahogs, and one of them had a little surprise inside. Now, Sandy was quoted as saying, what are the odds of a pearl being inside of this shell? She took the pearl to the Compass Rose in Westerly, where it was sent to a jewel maker. He said it's called a mercenaria pearl, which is a mollusk type of little animal, which makes what looks like a little pearl. And it's made out of the same material, calcite, and other minerals in it. And it takes years and years to grow. And the odds of finding one in a clam are about one in a hundred thousand. Stay tuned. 
up at night. And even when you do sleep, it's the first thing that pops into your head when you wake up, that lingering and growing debt. But you don't have to live like this. Visit wecanhelp.ca. Alan Marshall and Associates are government-regulated, licensed insolvency trustees who can help provide solutions to your debt problems. Depending on the circumstances, they can relieve up to 25, 50, 75% or more of your debt. Alan Marshall and Associates. Visit wecanhelp.ca to find an office near you. So this next song was a last-minute addition to John Waite's debut album, and he had no trouble convincing his crew that it needed to be on the track list. Waits was quoted as saying, I took the tape down to the guys in the studio who were mixing, thinking the record was finished, and I knew it wasn't, since we didn't have Missing You. I played it in the control room and everybody stopped talking. It had that effect on people from the word go. It was one of those songs that defined a decade, really. It was one of the biggest. I think it's been played about 9, 10 million times on American radio. And I would say that. Here's John Waite. This is called Missing You. Final on Chrome.
So Kenny Loggins once said that he was fascinated by Steve Perry's ability to be a vocal chameleon. And he's quoted as saying, my favorite memory from that process is being in the studio where Steve and I were both singing our lead vocals at the same time, which almost never happens. You usually send one guy in for the day, then you send the other guy in for a day. So we're singing at the same time. And between takes, he's just riffing on voices that he somehow magically can do. And I remember all of a sudden he starts singing a Rod Stewart song. And he sounds exactly like Rod Stewart. And then, of course, Sam Cooke, which is his go-to. One voice after another. He just had the ability to mimic all the rock greats. And actually created a voice of his own at the same time. I think Steve stands out as one of the great voices of the 80s, and perhaps of all time. He is a great vocal talent, there's no doubt. Right now, here's Kenny Loggins and Steve Perry. This is called Don't Fight It, Vinyl on Chrome.
So singing legend Johnny Mathis struck gold when he teamed up with R&B songbird Denise Williams for the 1978 chart topper, Too Much, Too Little, Too Late. The song was the second biggest hit in Williams' career. The four-time Grammy winner had her biggest hit six years earlier in 1984 with the upbeat R&B smash, Let's Hear It For The Boy, which was featured in the film Footloose. Hoping to capitalize on the huge success of this song, CBS rushed Mathis and Williams back into the studio to record an entire album together. And obviously it seemed to work, eh? Here's Johnny Mathis and Denise Williams. Too much, too little, too late. Final on Chrome. Yes, it's over. Call it a day. Sorry that it had to end this way. No reason to pretend. We knew it had to end someday. This way. listening to Vinyl on Chrome. I'm Dylan Stone. Now, back in 2023, authorities in the north of Providence, Rhode Island, received a handwritten letter from a young girl. The young girl asked the police to run a DNA test on a partially eaten cookie and carrots remaining, presumably, consumed by Santa Claus and some of his nine reindeer on Christmas Eve. The food remains were forwarded to the state's Department of Health Forensic Sciences Unit for analysis. Police had said that this young lady obviously has a keen sense for the truth and an investigative process 
and did a tremendous job packaging her evidence for submission. The Cumberland Police Department responded to the young girl with some already uncovered evidence in support of Santa Claus's presence in her neighborhood. On Christmas Eve, a photo of what appeared to be a deer with antlers. The Cumberland Police Department said it is waiting test results and asked residents to stay tuned for more information. <coughs> yep, I know, Pongo. <coughs> I think she'll need to hire the big guns to solve this mystery. <coughs> That day is always in the back of your mind. The day your minimum payment is due on your credit cards and with your growing debt, fear starts to creep in. But you don't have to live like this. Visit wecanhelp.ca. Allen Marshall and Associates are government-regulated, licensed insolvency trustees who can help provide solutions to your debt problems. Depending on the circumstances, they can relieve up to 25, 50, 75% or more of your debt. Allen Marshall and Associates. Visit wecanhelp.ca to find an office near you. Now, the Joshua Tree album was produced by Brian Eno and Danielle Lanois 
who helmed the band's previous album, The Unforgettable Fire. But the Joshua Tree also received considerable input from U2's former producer, Steve Lillywhite, who was brought in to mix four of the tracks on the album, including this one. The Edge explained how he incorporated the blues-style slide guitar on this track. I've done it before, but never like this. Bullet the Blue Sky was that kind of song. The set of images and emotions that it is, I also tried to use the guitar as a form of exorcism, almost an explosive array of colors to illustrate some kind of strange painting. Right now, here's U2. This is called Bullet the Blue Sky. Final on Chrome.
So Kenny McLean was a Scottish-Canadian musician and former hairdresser. He was a member of the group The Hairdressers and then was a founding member of The Suspects in 1979. He then joined The Deserters in 1981 and released two albums. Drummer Chris Steffler, who had worked with McLean in Toronto bands, recruited McLean to join Platinum Blonde. McLean was bassist and keyboardist and songwriter for the band. McLean had a big influence in getting Platinum Blonde back together after a 20-year absence, but he wouldn't live to see it come to fruition. McLean died of heart-related problems on November 24, 2008, after performing at the Mod Club the night before with some of his ex-bandmates. Right now, here is Kenny McLean. This is called Don't Look Back, Vinyl on Chrome. Promise the world Surrender your heart to the girl But it's never enough There's always something pulling you Wander around Down in the old part of town On the streets you used to run
Songwriter Michael Mazur heard Whitney Houston at Sweetwaters in New York and was mesmerized by the way she performed his song, The Greatest Love of All. He suggested another of his songs, Saving All My Love For You, telling Whitney this is going to make women cry. It's a woman's song. But Whitney's mother, Sissy Houston, was unsure, not wanting her daughter to sing about adultery. Eventually, Whitney agreed to do the song, though the subject matter was even clearer in the music video. Now, Whitney's manager, Clive Davis, instructed Mazur not to make the record too black so it would appeal to black and white audiences. Mazur included a sax solo from veteran Tom Scott, but he did not complicate the arrangement as he wanted to showcase Whitney's voice. That's a good idea, and it worked. Here's Whitney Houston, Saving All My Love For You, vinyl on chrome.
you're listening to Vinyl on Chrome. I'm Dylan Stone. So time once again for another Florida news headline. A Florida man who insisted he wasn't drinking while driving and was only having his bourbon at traffic signals and stop signs was arrested on a DUI and driving without a license. 69-year-old Earl Stevens Jr. smelled of booze and had an open bottle of liquor in the passenger seat of his car when he was arrested. Deputies responded to a McDonald's location right after a woman after a woman said a car behind her kept hitting her bumper in the drive-thru. Earl Stevens Jr. was quoted as saying, I was not drinking while the car was moving and only when I stopped for stop signs and traffic signals. Your cell phone is ringing and you don't recognize the caller. And with your debt, fear starts to creep in. But you don't have to live like this. Visit wecanhelp.ca. 
Allen Marshall and Associates are government-regulated, licensed insolvency trustees who can help provide solutions to your debt problems. Depending on the circumstances, they can relieve up to 25, 50, 75% or more of your debt. Allen Marshall and Associates. Visit wecanhelp.ca to find an office near you. All right, this next song is about guys who go to a club after work, listen to music, and have a good time. They're there for the music and not for the image presented by the band. The song was a marked change from the waning disco style and the punk movement. Group leader Mark Knopfler got the idea for the song from watching a lousy club band perform. As the story goes, Knopfler was in Ipswich on a rainy night. He ducked into a bar where a mediocre band was closing out the night to an audience that was maybe four or five drunks unaware of their surroundings. The hapless band ended their set with the lead singer announcing, with no apparent irony, Good night and thank you. We are the Sultans of Swing. Mark Knopfler said, when the guys said, thank you very much, we're the Sultans of Swing, there was something really funny about it to me, because Sultans, they absolutely were not. They were rather tired little blokes and pullovers. <laughs> what a great thing for a song. Here's Dire Straits. This is called The Sultans of Swing. Vinyl on chrome. Young boys, they're fooling around in the 
about any trumpet playing band It ain't what they call rock and roll Then the Sultans Yeah, the Sultans, they play Creole Don't forget, you can listen to all our shows, including Vinyl on Chrome, on all your favorite podcast apps, such as Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. And you know, you can even ask Alexa to play Vinyl on Chrome podcast. And of course, you can do the same on your smartphone. Just ask Siri. Now, Avalon was Roxy Music's eighth and final album and their biggest seller, reaching number one in several countries, including UK, Canada, and Australia. The band started out as more of a glam rock outfit, but they later turned to melancholy pop, with this song being the apotheosis of that sound. Roxy Music performed more than this during the first three dates of the Avalon tour in Ireland in 1982. However, the band struggled with their live arrangement and dropped the song from the set list. Eventually, more than this was brought back for Roxy Music reunion tour in 2001. They also performed it when they were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2019. Here is Roxy Music, more than this, final on Chrome.
You're listening to Vinyl on Chrome, and I'm Dylan Stone. So while the entirety of Route 66 is iconic, one public art installation outside of Amarillo, Texas, is certainly worth stopping for. Cadillac Ranch consists of 10 Cadillacs that were buried nose down in the 1970s, stripped of most parts and spray-painted many times over. Cadillac Ranch is visible from the highway, and though located on private land, visiting it is tactically encouraged. In addition, writing graffiti on otherwise spray-painted vehicles is now encouraged, and the vehicles, which have long since lost their original colors, are widely decorated.
be hard enough to stay ahead of the bills when things are going well, but unexpected events and costs can quickly change your situation. The bills just pile up, and it's hard to see clearly. Allen Marshall and Associates are regulated by the federal government and can work with you and your creditors to make things manageable. There is no cost for a consultation, and you may feel much better simply knowing your options. Every situation is different. Contact us today at wecanhelp.ca. So a track from Def Leppard's second album, High and Dry, Bringing on the Heartbreak, was written by their guitarists Steve Clark and Pete Willis, along with lead singer Joe Elliott. It's a big rock ballad with a heartache theme. This is one of Def Leppard's most famous songs, but it failed to chart when it was first released in 1981, as the band was still flying just under the radar. After they hit big with Pyromania, the song was remixed and included on the 1984 re-release of High and Dry. Issued as a single, the remix helped bridge the four-year gap between albums of original material, due in part to drummer Rick Allen's losing an arm. This time, Bringing On The Heartbreak made number 61 in the U.S. Right now, here is Def Leppard. This is called Bringing On The Heartbreak. Final on Chrome.
Hey, I have a suggestion for you. Why don't you follow us on Facebook? It's really easy. In fact, just go to facebook.com slash vinyl on Chrome podcast and bada bing, bada boom, you're there. Simple as that. We'll be looking for you over there. Holy Diver is an expression of Dio's rebellion against his Catholic upbringing, which he felt distorted the message of the religion. Instead of teaching by love, the nuns would keep order by smacking the kids with rulers and telling them they would go to hell if they didn't behave. This song was also featured in an episode of South Park where Dio, in crude cartoon form, appears performing at an elementary school dance with a monkey on drums. Ronnie James Dio was quoted as saying, When I heard South Park wanted to use Holy Diver, I was like, no way, you're going to completely destroy me. I'll be so embarrassed to see it. But they said they wouldn't because they were big fans and they didn't. They were very kind to me, not so much the drummer, but very kind to me. Plus, if you want to be an icon of some kind, you have to be in an episode of South Park. (laughs) Here's Dio. This is called Holy Diver. Vinyl on Chrome.
You're listening to Vinyl on Chrome. I'm Dylan Stone. So two men accused of stuffing fish with lead weights in an attempt to win thousands of dollars in an Ohio fishing tournament pleaded guilty to the charges. A crowd of people at Gordon Park in Cleveland watched as the tournament director cut the walleye open and found weights and walleye fillets stuffed inside. As part of a plea deal, Jacob Runyon and Chase Kaminsky pleaded guilty to cheating and unlawful ownership of wild animals and agreed to a three-year suspension of their fishing licenses. Kaminsky also agreed to give up his bass boat worth $100,000. They would have received little over 28000 in prizes for winning the tournament. It keeps you up at night. And even when you do sleep, it's the first thing that pops into your head when you wake up, that lingering and growing debt. But you don't have to live like this. 
visit wecanhelp.ca. Alan Marshall and Associates are government-regulated, licensed insolvency trustees who can help provide solutions to your debt problems. Depending on the circumstances, they can relieve up to 25, 50, 75% or more of your debt. Alan Marshall and Associates. Visit wecanhelp.ca to find an office near you. Born in 1943 in Pittsburgh, George Benson started out professionally as a singer, performing in nightclubs at the age of eight, recording four sides for RCA's X-Label in 1954, and forming a rock band at 17 while using a guitar that his stepfather made for him. Exposure to records by Christian Montgomery and Charlie Parker got him interested in jazz, and by 1962, the teenage Benson was playing in Brother Jack McDuff's band. Now known... As one of the greatest jazz guitarists in history, Benson is an amazingly versatile musician whose adept skills find him crossing easily between straight-ahead jazz, smooth jazz, and contemporary R&B. Right now, here is George Benson. This is called This Masquerade. Final on Chrome. Are we really happy here with this lonely game we play? Looking for words to sing. Searching but not finding understanding anywhere. In a mass masquerade Both afraid to say we're just too far away From being close together from
Fronted by vocalist Ian Astbury and featuring guitarist Billy Duffy, The Cult evolved from a gothic post-punk outfit in 1984, transforming themselves into England's leading hard rock revivalist act. Their image combined the pseudo-mysticism and Native American culture obsession of The Doors with the guitar orchestrations of Led Zeppelin and the three-chord crunch of ACDC. In 1991, the director Oliver Stone offered Asbury the chance to play The Doors frontman Jim Morrison in Stone's film The Doors. Asbury declined the role because he was unhappy with the way Morrison was portrayed in the script. Right now, here's the cult. This is called Fire Woman. Final on Chrome.
Well, that pretty much does it for this week. We'd like to thank Alan Marshall and Associates for sponsoring Vinyl on Chrome. You can find them online at wecanhelp.ca or give them a call at 1-888-371-8900. Vinyl on Chrome is a syndicated radio show and is distributed by superlativestudios.net. The show is produced by Mark Gosselin and co-produced by Scott Walsh. We hope you enjoyed the show this week. Send us an email at vinylonchrome, that's no E, at gmail.com and check us out on Facebook. I'm Dylan Stone. So until next Next time, remember, take care of yourselves and take care of each other, because that's the way it's supposed to be.